0: all sorts of everybody who's at the big family reunion welcome to living on a thin line with tony visick i am tony visick you are with me you are you are with me now uh this is uh the show that is your daily diversion from all the anger anxiety weirdness and hoopla going on in the world today we come to you every day at 2 p.m mountain standard time <clears throat> i do not know what time it is where you are but uh get out your slide rule and uh Uh, Your little pocket calculator and uh, uh, I'm sure you can suss it out. Take off your shoe, use your counting foot if you have to. Uh, 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time is when we come to you every day and we are here again. Um, Something to bring up that I kind of got a kick out of this morning. Uh, I was going through my email, as we all do, waiting for that one special email where it says that I have $10 million in the bank and it's actually true, Uh, but it never really comes. So I'm going through my email this morning, and um, I get a uh, notice from uh, YouTube. So if you're on Facebook, the computer screen of YouTube is right over there. But YouTubers, you see it plainly. Those of you on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, use the theater of your mind to see what I'm talking about. So uh, I go, oh, wow, what is this? And it was a notice of copyright infringement. So here's what it said. It said that portions of my video may be restricted in certain countries due to copyright infringement. And I'm like, what the hell? So I read further, and it got to the song Killing Me Softly by Roberta Flack. So we talked about Roberta Flack, what a wonderful artist they think she is, and how her version of Killing Me Softly to me is almost magical. Not only are the words about this... uh, uh about a a young girl uh, being enthralled by a performer and how she uh, fell in love just listening to him. But what she's able to do with the voice and her arrangement adds to it, as opposed to the Fugees, who did a great version, a little more rocky, mostly um, just Lauryn Hill over drums and sounded great, but was not as good as Roberta's. And we talked about that, and I recommend and still recommend you listen to Roberta Flack. But here's what happened. And by the way, People have asked me to go, why don't you play music on your show? Why do you love music so much? Uh, Some think you know a lot about music, uh, have such a wide uh, uh, palette when it comes to your taste in music, but you don't play music. Well, I'm about to tell you why, okay? Um, Yesterday at the end of the show, I signed off on Facebook Live. We signed signed off on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, and on YouTube, you have to press twice to sign off. If I reach over right now and hit end stream, a little, um, a little box would come up and go, uh, do you want to end a, li- a live stream now? It's like a secondary thing you have to do. And I hit it and I go about my business. And a couple times I've missed it. One time we went on 20 Minutes talking about some uh, album, Shirley and I. But this time I immediately put on the uh, vinyl album I have from Roberta Flack and we listened to the song and really enjoyed the song. And then I looked and I went, oh, wow, I haven't signed off on YouTube. Not thinking, I just signed off. And because even though I had signed off but not done the secondary part of signing off and therefore I wasn't signed off, uh, somewhere in the world or somewhere, whatever, however they do it algorithm-wise, they sent me saying that I had uh, had a copyright infringement. That's why we don't play music on this, um, this show. And you know what? And That's a double-edged sword. That is really a double-edged sword for the artists. Uh, we're, in a sense, promoting artists with music that we've bought in the past, either at full retail value or in the secondary market, you know, some uh, secondhand shop out of some cutout bin. A lot of it at full retail value. We're promoting the artists, talking about the artist. Um, we do not have the power to revive an artist's career. This is a small show. But we do that. Okay? If we played their music, and then you even got more excited or interested because of a cut or a portion of a cut that we played, we'd be exciting their uh, uh, career even more. And let's face it, we talk about some old fuckers on this show. Um, but if we do, then we get a copyright infringement or we have to pay to play the song. Now, that kind of to me, uh, in the modern age, the technological age, so many jobs have been destroyed by the internet. Yes, so many have been created. So the jobs were destroyed. Uh, One of the jobs that uh, got destroyed was the songwriters because there was a distinct, there was a definite formula, a definite way to figure out how many times a song was not only uh, recorded or how many units were sold, but how many times it was played on jukeboxes, radio stations, elevators, parties. There was a formula figured out and uh, a charge was uh, made to, if you owned a nightclub, You paid uh, royalty fees. There was a standard. The royalty fee at a nightclub was based on the size of your club and the type of business you are. We figure you play X amount of hours of music. This would be your royalty fee. And then that's all divided up by the artists. But with the internet and with Napster originally, that totally got destroyed. The whole thing got upended. The whole music business got upended because they couldn't sell units anymore. They couldn't sell vinyl albums or CDs or cassettes. Any of that, digital downloads. Now, they've kind of worked out the royalty rate on that with a lot of the uh, internet companies, but it's not comparable to what it was before. But for years, they didn't have it worked out. It was in litigation. Certain internet companies are going, we ain't paying shit. Sue us. You know, there were long, long lawsuits, large organizations suing one another. And finally, some songwriters are beginning to get paid again. So it's a double-edged sword that they don't let us play music uh bothers us because we love it and we're playing music all the time in this house anyway. Uh, on the other hand, I understand that the artists have to be paid. There has to be some sort of promotional level if you have under 100 subscribers. I don't know. Hell, I don't know. You know what? Hell, I don't know. Here's what I do know, and I'm going to share it with you right now. I am. Uh, tonight at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, I've got a humdinger. i got a whiz-bang. i got a hoo ha Willie of a show for you. Tonight at seven PM, we are bringing back after a, uh, you know, a two-week hiatus from the internet. We actually did a live show that was not broadcast on the internet. But then last week we took Sunday off. We just needed a break. Um, we're back. We're back tonight, seven PM Mountain Standard Time. Tony Visick presents Sunday nights funnier. A uh, great lineup too, by the way. Paul Whitney, Abhinav Goyle, John Abraham, and Travis Minor. These are four very funny people. you will enjoy them. Uh, the diversity of talent is quite stunning. Um, the diversity actually when I kind of look at the lineup um, is uh, is really good too. If you're looking for something fun that is new, you know now there's stuff that's new to you like uh, Shirley and I are watching a uh, television show right now called Queen of the South. Uh, I love gangster gangster movies. I love cowboy movies and gangster movies kind of raised on them. Uh, the gangster movie is more from about the Italian mob to, uh, uh, narco traffickers, you know, and there's been some great ones as far as the stories go. I'm not saying it's great to be a member of the mafia or a narco trafficker. Um, but we're watching one right now called queen of the queen of the South. And I'm not going to review it right now. We're watching it all the way through. Um, I think it suffers a little bit by being, uh, it was originally on like basic cable. I didn't realize that. I thought it might've been a Netflix original. So there's certain things they can do and certain things they can't do. Um, and it kind of um, messes with the storyline a bit. Anyway, um, that was made, starting in 2014. It's not new, new. It's new to us. But if you want to see something new, 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 new. Not Johnson, new, 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 but new, new. Who knew you knew where to find programming? That was new, new. <laughs> Tonight, it's 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Tony Vizek presents Sunday Night's Funnier. Tickets are easy to get. Just go to comedyschools.com. Click Get Tickets. They're the only uh, tickets being sold right now. It says Tony Vizek's All-Stars, but it's this uh, Sunday show. We're going to get that straightened out. You can also buy tickets on the flagship mothership of our video and audio uh, portion of our business, comedyschoolsradionetwork.com. Tickets are available there, too. When you buy a ticket to one of our shows, you are buying three things. You're buying entertainment, and I guarantee you, you're being entertained. Uh, you're actually buying four things because you're buying in a, a whole new concept in selling, uh, uh, in, in, in being able to access entertainment. But we're not going to have that one right now. Secondly, you're buying into the American economy because we use portions of the proceeds to pay the comics. And third, you are buying into doing good works because portions of the proceeds go to... I might as well just say it, it all goes to the same place. Maricopa Food Pantry, wonderful group of people out there. Uh, Jennifer and uh, um, uh, I want to say Jim uh, out at Maricopa Food Pantry helping feed needy people throughout Pinal County. Uh, we appreciate them Ooh, so very much. Okay, we're on three platforms. When you buy one of our tickets, you're buying three things. And this show is built on three things. One being... Uh, interaction with you, the audi That's what I call it when it's a small group. I don't know if that's a real word. You, the audience, interactions with you when you make comments or ask questions on Facebook Live, YouTube Comedy Schools channel, or Comedy Network.com. Okay, uh, some trinket or Bible or memorabilia that we have laying around here in the home office that we share with you. And then I recommend uh, two albums or two artists or two pieces of music based on my vast vinyl album collection so here's our trinket for the day and keep in mind i will say under penalty of perjury okay you could put my feet to the fire okay you could put me on a horse and have the hangman's noose around my neck like a horse thief himself but i will definitely say i do not collect bobbleheads that being said here's our latest bobblehead yeah look at that and that's a good looking bobblehead isn't it look at that look at that uh, it's got, uh, uh, whoever, a Chevrolet, I guess, was, um, promoting that night. There's a little dog, a little dog's got a little white collar. Look at that, isn't that cool? Look at that, dog collar. And, um, maybe you can make it out on, um, YouTube, but you can't on Facebook, or on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. It's Tony LaRussa. Tony LaRussa. and you may notice he's not in an actual uniform. He's in a regular polo shirt. He's in a regular polo shirt with a D on it. Regular polo shirt with a D on it. And why does he have a little dog? Look at that. And that's a good bobblehead, head, man. Look at that head bobble in. Hey bop, hip hop. Hey, scoop, do-ba. Hey, ba go-ba-da-ba-da-ba-du-ba. Da ba, da ba, da ba. Hey. All right. <laughs> Alright. Why is Tony La Russa in what is considered civvies with a dog? Okay? And yet, was a bobblehead giveaway at one point in a D-backs game. Tony La Russa became, uh, a few years ago, the general manager. The general manager. Uh, uh. <laughs> Get the horse, build the fire. That's <laughs> what Tina and Mike Lawson said. <laughs> uh, general, he is the, the current general manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are hoping that Tony La Russa can sprinkle a lot of that Tony La Russa magic on the Arizona Diamondbacks. It hasn't worked so far. Maybe it's that two out of three rule. I don't know. Uh, but Tony La Russa was the fabled and legendary uh, manager of the Oakland Athletics, took them to the World Series, then moved on to the St. Louis Cardinals and became one of the greatest managers in baseball Cardinal history. I believe taking the Cardinals uh, to two World Series. Um, I think Red Shandy's took him to three World Series. Um, he may have taken him to more. Uh, Tina, Mike Lawson, you might uh, uh, be able to tell me. Tony LaRusso was the manager of the Oakland Athletics. He was the manager of the Oakland Athletics during the um, the big San Francisco earthquake in 1989. I was actually in New Mexico watching, um, I believe, the World Series uh, between Oakland and San Francisco uh, when all of a sudden the TV went blank. And I was in Albuquerque. I was doing a show there and I was at a house where they put you up. And I looked at whomever I was watching it with uh, and I go, I bet you had an earthquake. Major earthquake. But he uh, took the Oakland Athletics and turned them into a World Series contenders uh, and winners. Took the St. Louis Cardinals and turned them into World Series winners and contenders. And now is with the Arizona Diamondbacks. A couple interesting things about Tony. He is a vegetarian. In a game like baseball, known for it's all shucks, kind of tobacco chewing, regular gab, just give me a hamburger, coach, and put me out there um he is a vegetarian he is also a uh an attorney an attorney at law he went back to college in his adult life and got his law degree he also does a lot of great stuff with animals and the reason there's a dog on here is because his charity that he's active in is the animal animal rescue foundation so uh and he's actually active in it and he didn't do it to uh, like really like push his career or anything All right, so very interesting guy. Also got arrested for drunk driving in Florida a couple years ago, leaving a um, uh, uh, spring training game, I think. Had a couple of beers. Um, But, man, who hasn't been arrested for drunk driving? Can't raise my hand. All right, my wife can, but that's usually because, you know, we're driving her home when she's drunk. So uh, left to her own devices. She'd be arrested every other night. Um, Interesting, fascinating guy. Why has... What he was able to do with Oakland and St. Louis not happened in Arizona. There might be a lot of factors involved. One might be that he's just the general manager. He's not the manager. He was one of the greatest field generals, one of the smartest guys on the field. He was also great at picking pitchers. Did an incredible job. Um, All right, so that uh, that is our trinket for today. It is a Tony La Russa bobblehead in pristine shape, by the way. Look at that. Look at that thing. Look at it. Look. Look at it. All right. So uh that is our trinket for the day. Let's uh get to the music. Uh too damn hot. Too damn hot to uh come after me. All right, Tina Mike, good, I agree. Um Yesterday uh we did Roberta Flack and the Beatles. And those are like pretty big uh the Beatles, of course, being massive, being omnipresent, Roberta being uh Very much on people's minds for a little while and then kind of fell off. Today, we're going to go really kind of offbeat for what you might think. This first one, of course, uh, really offbeat, Eddie Arnold. Eddie Arnold. So who was Eddie Arnold? Eddie Arnold was a singer. He was uh, ostensibly a country singer. Okay. He usually charted uh, on the country charts. He was pushed by out of, he worked out in Nashville. He was produced out of Nashville um, and uh, um, usually uh, was sold mostly on country stations. You weren't going to hear him on a lot of pop or rock stations. But I always thought that that was short changing him a little bit because uh, he was a crooner in the, um, in the tradition of, uh, say, Perry Como or Andy Williams. Um, and by the way, if you hate Perry Como or Andy Williams, and I don't hate them. Or uh, Bane Crosby. Uh, uh, I'm not trying to put Eddie Arnold down in that way. But a wonderful voice. One of those effortless voices that just seems to be able to glide across whatever the musical arrangement is. Um, he, one of his big hits here. Uh, two of his big hits. Uh, What's He Doing in My World. Great tune. But uh, the one that I really particularly love is uh, Make the World Go Away. Make the world go away and get it off of my shoulders. And that's what the crooners did. That's why they were so popular. Guys like Eddie Arnold, Jerry Vale. Not Jerry Vale so much because he was a little bit of a show-off. But uh, Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, uh, Perry Como. Because what they did seemed so effortless that you thought you could do it too. Eddie Arnold... Perry Como, Bing Crosby, sang the kind of songs that your dad probably sang in a shower or your granddad sang in a shower. That sounds pretty good. Simple, beautiful melodies, okay, that seemed effortless and seemed easy to do. By the way, that's important in the pop medium. Uh, A lot of comics that you like, a lot of singers you like, a lot of players you like, you identify going, I could have probably done that. I could have probably done that. That looks like something I could do. Um... This album was called Pure Gold. It's a reissue. reissue. So it's a, an amalgamation of his hits so, uh, that RCA did. Uh, the record companies did a lot of this where they were going to capitalize on an artist uh, either after the artist had left. Or, uh, Bob Rocky's here. I know he's a big Eddie Arnold fan. Uh, after he had left or uh, when their career was on the wane to try to uh, get one more sales jump. So make the world go away. You should YouTube that uh by the way if you're 18 or 19 or 20 um, you might not like the song okay if you're a teenager but if you're a little older if you're a little mellower if you're a little wiser okay uh, and if uh, a ter- if, uh, if a phrase like make the world go away and get it off my shoulders seems applicable today then you might want to just listen to the tune okay the tune that tune is as good as a uh, as a nice massage or a hot bath All right, uh, right now, who the hell wants to take a hot bath? It's hot. All right, and the next guy, uh, Bob Rocky says Eddie was a stud. Yeah, he was a uh, Booyah, Mac Daddy, motherfucker. Uh Uh All right, our next album, okay? other than the incomparable, Boxcar Willie. Boxcar Willie. And if you like uh, outlaw country music, if you just like country music, Boxcar Willie, he actually came along a little late for a lot of legendary artists. Uh, he came along in the 80s, okay? uh was a late arrival to the Grand Ole Opry. Uh, he dressed up like a hobo. He sang like a hobo. He never was a hobo, but he took on that persona. He became a huge star <laughs> down in Branson, Missouri. If you've never been to Branson, Missouri, Branson, Missouri is like um, uh, a casino without any gambling. Right now, the casinos in Las Vegas they have gambling but no shows, Branson is like uh, casinos without gambling, and uh, it's it's old, and it's white. And uh, by the way, okay, uh, just because someone's old and they're white doesn't mean they're bad people. Someone's got to say that somewhere. People, oh, old and white, old and white. Well, uh, certainly there are a lot of bad guys who are old and white, but not the majority. Uh, but that's who you see in Branson. But uh, he uh, did a lot of songs that were already famous. Uh, Bob Rocky's saying, "Oh my God, please seek help." Why? Because I'm Boxcar Willie. Uh, uh-uh. it's good. It's good picking right here. It kind of easy. Gonna sing. a God, God damn it. That good picking. Uh, he didn't do his own songs. He did a lot of. Uh, he did a. And on this album, we got a lot of great classic, great classic reinterpretation, great classic country and bluegrass, bluegrass songs. Blue Moon of Kentucky. Uh, which was a big hit for Elvis. Crazy Arms, uh, In the Jailhouse Now, which is an old Jimmy Rogers tune. One of the people who kind of invented uh, American music. I Won't Get Over your Six Days on the Road. I love that song by Dave Dudley. Six Days on the Road, and I'm going to make it home tonight. Wings of a Dove, beautiful song. Past Pistol Packin' Mama. Uh, Half As Much, which was a Hank Williams hit. Whistle Ain't Made of Gold. I don't know that song. Almost Persuaded, one of the great Hillbilly, Almost Cheated on My Wife songs. I used to listen while I was tripping on acid and drinking beer at the Jewels bar. It was on the jukebox. jukebox. Louisiana Saturday Night. This old house, Good Night Irene, which was originally done by Lead Belly. What? Did I screw it up? Lead Belly. Okay. Uh, Good Hearted Woman by Willie, Willie and Whalen. Cold, cold, Cold Heart. Another Hank Williams tune. Mom and Dad Waltz by Lefty Frizzell. Lefty, Lefty, uh, Kick some hippie ass, man. Uh, L.A. Lady by Lionel Martin. I don't know that song at all. Uh, I'm Thinking Tonight of My Blue Eyes by uh, A.P. Carter of the Carter family. Love Sick Blues, another Hank Williams song. Fraulein. I don't know that one. Don't Pretend and I'll Fly Away, which is another beautiful uh, uh, song from uh, the very beginning of American recorded music. So if you want to hear something fun and different, if you go, man, I just want to go totally weird. Just YouTube boxcar Willie, okay. Totally unique sound, totally unique picking style. All right, just down home, totally invented and created too. Just like uh, um, uh, what was the name of the guy that used to tour with uh, uh, Woody Guthrie? Uh, was a guy from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, that remade himself into a uh, hobo singer. Bob Rocky says this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. Uh, Bob Rocky is working on a Gene Simmons impersonation. Um, And I think that Bob Rocky, who's watching and listening right now, would be great doing a Gene Simmons impersonation. I think he's the guy for it, because both men enjoy walking around in heavy makeup. Okay. Hey, listen, I'm going to, Jules, aka Pink Door. Did they change the name of it to Pink Door? The Jules? Um, Or was it always called that and I just don't remember? PlayStation to drink it when I was underage in High Ridge, Missouri. Uh, all right. We're going to wrap it up. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for spending part of your Sunday with me. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. here on uh, K-Sleep. Uh, no, we'll be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. here uh, on Facebook Live, YouTube, Comedy Schools, and on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. Hey, buy a ticket. Watch us tonight, 7 o'clock. Go to ComedySchools.com. Click Get Tickets. Uh, and uh, you'll be able to see a great show with Travis Miner Paul Whitney Abid Goyle and John Ibrahim that's it we're gone bye bye and this time YouTube fans I'm going to make sure I click off so if I put on an album and listen to it to relax that I don't have to then worry about getting sued by somebody who doesn't make any more money making music anyway bye YouTubers